God had in mind when he created man was an eternal companion for his son. Someone upon whom he could set his love and who would love him so they might live happily ever after. All good fairy tales are like that. He had marriage in mind. As this person would need to be compatible with him, he made him in his own image and likeness. With meticulous care, he crafted the being out of clay and when he was satisfied, breathed into it his very own life and it became the very first living soul. Calling the federal head of the human race Adam, God placed him in the garden he'd already prepared for him and gave him a command, just one, which would in the event prove to be a test of his trust in the veracity of his creator and his downfall. Do not eat anything from that tree in the centre of the garden. You can munch on everything else to your heart's delight, but that won't keep away, because should you eat it, it will plunge you into darkness and death. Simple enough, you can eat everything but that. Thus warned, when Eve came along and the first marriage took place, Adam told her God's one prohibition, not that tree, dear. It all worked very well until Satan threw a grenade into the middle of the garden one lovely morning, which revealed a fatal flaw in the heart of Adam. Given free will, in spite of the perfection that surrounded them both, when push came to shove, he was as open as his wife to questioning the Almighty's motives towards them. When the serpent sidled up and whispered, Did God really say... That, beloved, is your legacy from the federal head of the human race, Adam. Suspicion about God and his motives. Can he really be trusted? When you chose to believe in Jesus, you were raised to a higher place than Adam, a heavenly place, the one place where you could get all your prayers answered and all your needs met, in Jesus. Now you have the opportunity to trust and believe that God is good and has nothing but good plans for you. Now his eternal love pours out on you in the same way as it pours out on Jesus. You live under his smile. He declares he's pleased with you even though you haven't done a thing. He loves you with the same intensity as he loves his only son. When he looks at you he sees nothing wrong with you. He sees you complete in his son. But you still have that question, did God really say, constantly posed by the enemy of your soul, did he really say he loves you in the same way as he loves his son? The implication being he can't possibly look at you. No wonder God says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, now if anyone is enfolded in Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. It brings a new slant to it, doesn't it, when you lay the old alongside the new. Why the old has to go with all its legacy of distortion and lies, unworthiness, blame, shame, running, hiding and fear, because you are no longer in Adam, but in Christ. Genesis 3.10 says, When I heard the sound of you coming in the garden, I was afraid, because I'm naked, so I hid. You don't want to live there, beloved, afraid, running, hiding, shaming, blaming. Time to come out of agreement with that one, wouldn't you say? I thought you would. Let's do this thing together then, all together now.
I am a new creation in Christ. The old has gone, the new has come. Amen. See you tomorrow.